Haley, once again, thank you very much for joining us. Really, I truly appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. You know, I have to say, uh, I think you know when we spoke on the phone and I asked if you wanted to come on the show. You know, my my wife, I've been a, a fan of you for for a long time, watching you throw down. But my wife, I think I mentioned to you on the phone, as a former competitor herself she can get burnt out on competition, all the rah, 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 some things you have to do for mm -hmm. the sponsors or social media feels a bit artificial. And so she likes real people. And she was always just a big, <laughs> a big fan of you. And and when you made your a recent post about taking a little break from competition, she like, you know, smacked me in the couch. She's like, did you see Haley's post? I was like, no. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, this girl's awesome. You need to figure out what's going on here. So that kind of, you know, my wife kind of sparked this whole thing here. So she's a big fan. Oh, thank you. I, and I'll, I uh, I'll echo that too. I mean, I think, you know, my wife is a huge super fan as well. <laughs> she's always uh, in your corner. So yeah, you got, uh, you got the wife squad uh, on your side <laughs> here from Pat and I. Yep. Hey, then I'm winning. I'm winning. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I guess what I, I wanted to do was just give you a, a platform if you wanted to, because, you know, you made a post a little bit ago on social media, just letting everybody know that you're going to sit out this year's competition. And we've seen people do that before, right? But it might be, I tweaked my hamstring, my, my shoulders <laughs> messed up or whatever it was. But you were like, no, um, I got to take some time for myself. You know, there's some things that go along with competition that may not be obvious, just to all the spectators at home, the load that people in the spotlight carry of, of pressure or other struggles that come mm -hmm. along with that. And I thought that would just be a really useful topic for people to hear because it's, it's something, I think a lot of people are dealing with stress or struggles or unfair comparisons in their life in one way, shape or form whether they have a lot of notoriety or their competitor or not. And I thought somebody like you giving that a bit of a voice might be really helpful to people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely something that the more people I've talked to and since I've come out with the statement that everyone goes through and it just makes it feel like you're alone because no one really talks about it. Like you kind of just feel like you're in, like alone in silence. And I do feel like I've already helped a lot of people and it's helped me see the amount of people that it has reached and that have come forward to and that have gotten courage to get help or just take a step back for a second and put themselves first. So I definitely wasn't expecting the um, the result I got, but it truly blew my mind. It's already helped me too. And yeah, I think there's still so much good to come out of it. And I'm just excited to see like what else happens. Well, maybe to give people a really, yeah. if they're unfamiliar with your story, um, a really brief and yet insufficient, you know, recap of you. I mean, <laughs> mm -hmm. you're only, is it 22 years old right now? Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so I mean, you've got your whole life ahead of you. I mean, mm -hmm. and, but you came onto the CrossFit scene when you were 14 years old. Yeah. 14. Yeah. Which is crazy to me because <laughs> I have, I have a 13 year old son who will be turning 14 this year. And I'm trying to think if he suddenly came on to some big sport <laughs> world stage and yeah. everyone expected things from him and he was being yeah. judged. Like, he's not ready for that in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I, can't, I can't even imagine that. So, I mean, you've been in the game since yeah. it's 14 and maybe to everyone at home, it seems just, 
it's super cool and you get the lights and a documentary is yes. made about you and you get to train every day and what could possibly be bad about that i mean come on <laughs> yeah. but what you know yeah. what's what's the what's your journey been like since starting this at 14 years old yeah so i've done competitive sports all of my life um i found crossfit in 2015 i was 14 years old i just quit competitive gymnastics um and I knew that I wanted to like compete in it, but I wasn't sure like how that was going to work. I knew there was a teenage division um, in the open that year. It would be in 2016 um, was in February. And I just started CrossFit. I want to say it was like in the last few months of 2015. Um, so then the open comes along a few months into doing CrossFit. And I end up, I can't remember if I got, I think I got third in that or maybe first. I don't remember. Um, and I, I, was I like, called oh my it up like, in 2016. You took second. Second in the open. Split the difference. Not, there you go. Not yeah. bad. Not a bad. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad start. Yeah. I can't Try even this remember. CrossFit thing. Yeah. So after just like two or three months of doing CrossFit, I ended up qualifying for the 14, 15 year old games. Um, so that was already kind of like, whoa, like here we go. Um, and ended up doing the teenage division for three more years. After that, I got second second and first oh um, my mistake i was i would when i said second i meant that's what you got the year at the games got you not the oh, open the sorry games. continue yeah. yeah continue got, got it. it yeah so that i did i competed in the teenage games for um 2016 2017 and 2018 mm -hmm. um and then i aged up but like the thing about me is like when i do something i'm not just gonna like go half in i'm gonna go all in so when i say that this has been my life like this is solely in my life i didn't have balance i didn't do anything with my friends i weighed every single piece of food that went in my mouth i was counting my macros and weighing my food as a freshman in high school um just like to an extreme mm -hmm. like an unhealthy extreme so all of my teenage years did that and then i ended up qualifying as an individual in 2019 which was my first year out of the teenage group and that kind of well, actually, I take that back. I missed two steps. In 2017, I qualified for regionals, which is where I feel like I started to get like a name because that was like a really big deal um, for mm -hmm. a lot of people because I was 16 and I had qualified for the um, individual women's regionals. I, and I, I, did remember, that for I, re I remember covering that, yeah. quite frankly. It was a big story. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. That's kind of really where I started to get my name, like even outside of the teenage division and kind of had eyes on me then. Um, so that was really big for me then. Um, and then again, didn't make the individual women's games until 2019 when I had aged up um, and then have competed the last four, three years um, in the individual women's division. Um, that's like a recap of my like, competitive career obviously there's a lot of like <laughs> in between of like where things go south and everything but that's like my competitive side so yeah so as as part of that you know you kind of mentioned it but i'm really curious mm -hmm. at what point if you can think back did you really start to be aware of the fact that you're like oh wow people are really paying attention to what i'm doing in the sport all of a sudden i i feel like there's an external pressure or did you feel that kind of external pressure and and do you remember like kind of when that started yeah, so I remember in 2017 when I did make the regionals, it was like a really big deal. And I started to get a lot of the social media attention and people really started to recognize my name. Like even the next year at regionals, like it was kind of a big deal. And like 
I could, I remember I could tell the difference of like, even when they would call my name, like out on the floor, I was like, Oh wow. Like a lot of people are cheering for me. Um, Mm -hmm. but I still, I felt pressure then, but I never really felt much pressure at regionals. Honestly, I wish I could go back in that time because I knew that I had the teenager games. So I seriously just had fun. Like I didn't care if I made it or not. Um, I wanted to do my best obviously, but that was probably the most stress-free competing I had ever been in, in like all the seasons. Um, just cause there really was nothing on the line. Um, so I would say I really started to get a lot of pressure on myself. Um, just from like my performances after the 2020 games, um, I had mm, placed okay. fourth. Yep. Yeah. I had placed fourth then. And so then I had this like, and I was so close to the podium too. So I started to feel like this immense amount of pressure to like get on the podium or like, if I do worse than that, like I'm getting bad and this and that, Mm -hmm. and that's when it really started to get like pretty bad. Yeah. That was a really interesting year too, in the sense that there was such a reduced field for people that might not know, you know, that was COVID years. It was a uh, Mm -hmm. a final stage with only five men and five women. So it really was kind of everybody was put under the microscope under those conditions. So, uh, yeah, Yeah. there was a lot of a lot of eyeballs on very few amount of people in that particular competition. So that's yeah, that's interesting that that was kind of the the time that you're like, okay, now it's it's really starting to pile up a little bit. Yeah. And also, like that season had been so long, too. Like a lot of people didn't realize Mm -hmm. it. Honestly, a lot of people did get the year off that year. Um, not all year, but I went from January to the middle of October. Yeah, so I the went final was late. A very yep. long time. Yeah. Um, and so also I was I remember I looked at Rich like a week before and I was like, I'm so burnt out, like I'm so tired. Um, because it was such a long year. And then of course, like it was a fast turnaround going to the next season and I feel like I never got a chance to like fully just recovered from that mentally and physically. Um, so then I think that's just kind of when things started to take a turn south, but yeah. yeah. And I'm, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but I know that personally and for many people that I'm in contact with, you know, that whole COVID time was, it had its own kind of stress associated with it, whether it affected Mm -hmm. you directly or whether it affected, um, you know, the part of the world that you were living in directly. I think there was this kind of latent stress that everybody was under, regardless of if they could insulate themselves from it or not. So I'm, I'm sure that wasn't helping things either. No, it wasn't. And I had like completely busted my ankle that year. Um, after the trail run, I got really, really sick. Like I was going to, um, pull out, but just that whole year was just very crazy for me and the whole games. And yeah. So it just kind (laughs) of was a lot that year. (laughs) Uh, How old were you when you started gymnastics? Jeez. Uh, probably in single digits. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because gymnasts, oh, yeah, because oh, yeah, gymna- gymnasts are mm-hmm. crazy, and their training volume <laughs> is is through yeah. the roof. I mean, it just somebody who does gymnastics largely, uh, well, checks out of regular life, like gives up a lot of yep. regular life, a lot of sacrifices, a lot of big slices of birthday cake with the friends. Yeah. You know, I mean, because. <laughs> yeah. It is, there is also a lot of body image things going on Mm -hmm. there. You know, it's not only performance, but it's aesthetics and the whole nine yards. And so you're already on a different path as a very young girl that most people are not on of having to do, make different choices that most kids don't ever have to think about. And then transitioning Right. (laughs) right from that bang into competitive CrossFit, 
It's like you, <laughs> you never get to hit pause and just no. have a, a pressure release valve and just be a regular carefree human um, for a while. It's been nonstop, it sounds yeah. like, for about as long as you can remember. I went from one extreme to another <laughs> very fast. Actually, I was doing gymnastics and CrossFit at the same time for a little bit. Holy cow. Um, very smart. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, do you ever, you, you talk about, you know, the pressure maybe starting to come in after you took fourth that year at the games and, you know, a lot of recognitions happening, things of that nature. Prior to that, oh, I think I might have lost you. No? If she, yep. she comes back. I think if we she, lost Haley there for a second. If she comes back in, we'll we'll edit it back in through the wonders of through the wonders of it not being a live broadcast here. Here we go. I think she's I mean, here we go. Coming the... back in. <laughs> <laughs> here, here we go. I don't in progress. I don't know what just happened. No, no worries. We've got the the magic um magic okay. pro, I don't even know if we'll I have to I, edit that I, out. I was a, Adjusting my ear pod, and I think I hit the button. I'm not doing that again. All good. I'm not touching it again. That's, Sorry. That's, no worries. <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen no matter what. Let's see. Are we still okay. recording here? Yep, still recording. So okay. I think what I was going to ask was, if you started feeling pressure around 2020, I guess I can make a bit of an assumption that it was more fun, you know, prior to that. And then the pressure came in. Now, when you say the, the pressure came in, what does that mean you know because you know i talk to what i'm just going to call regular crossfitters all the time and i'm always amazed at how much this affects regular crossfitters like they will judge you know if they're doing helen today and they did helen six months ago if they don't beat that time from six months ago they judge their self-worth <laughs> by that or they're a failure yeah. or all of a sudden the last six months that they've lived a wonderful, healthy lifestyle and got in so many trainees <laughs> are meaningless because I didn't beat my yeah. last Helen. That's for a regular yeah. just garage gym CrossFitter. So when you're feeling, you feel that pressure start to come in, what does that mean in your world? What does it feel like? How does it affect you? What is it? Because I don't know what that is. Yeah, so at the end of 2020, that's kind of when it started to feel more like a chore and obviously it is my job, but like a job that I didn't really enjoy. It was mm -hmm. more just like, all right, you got to show up and you got to do this or like, you're nothing, you know, like if you don't get this, like you have nothing. If you don't make it on the podium, you're never going to be good enough or this, or that. So that's when it really, really started to become like a battle on top of other things that I was already like had battled for a long time. And I'm someone that's like, I never give myself like any grace and I'm always so hard on myself. Like back to your point, like if I'm not hitting my one rep max today, like I'm a piece of crap. Like I don't, mm -hmm. I'm going to go punish myself for it. I'm going to go do 30 squat cleans at 90%. Like just constantly like looking for ways to punish myself. And if I didn't live up to my expectations. So obviously like that next year when I got fifth, it crushed me. Like I was like, this mm. is not good. Like, and that's when it really got bad because, again, all of my self-worth was into it. I was basically, that was everything for me, my whole life. Like, I, I, I give up everything for it. So, Did you do getting, that to yourself? And what I mean by that is, did you put the pressure, was it solely you being tough on yourself? Or were the external forces being like, hey, you better keep up. You said you want this. These are your goals. You're falling short. Or was it, was it you? 
I I mean, that's the crazy thing. It's like, I feel like I've always had so much support around me. Like, we love you, Haley. We're so proud of you. I'm like, how could you be proud of me? Like, I got fifth place. Like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, like, interesting. So it's always me. It was always me. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I've always been so hard on myself. But like, nothing I ever do felt like it was good enough for myself. So I was always just fighting in my head, like some kind of battle. Yeah. Were you? Did you have anyone around you that you felt comfortable letting into that little world? Do you have a couple of close friends who know how hard you are on yourself and can kind of be like, hey, you know, knock it off. You're doing great. Or was it just a little secret that you walked around with? It was mostly a secret, but I really started to open up to Tasia um, after she kind of found out about like everything that I was going through and fighting. And so I felt comfortable like explaining to her or she could obviously already see everything that was going on, but I felt comfortable talking to her and just having someone to explain how I was feeling too. So I wasn't just bottling it all up inside. I wouldn't say it changed much, but it also tried to help hold me accountable and just realize that I really am trying to do my best, even though half the time I didn't believe that, but she was really big. She's been big in this whole role for me too. So, And what's been her... How has she helped you? Like, is it is it just an ear or does she give you some stuff to, to work on? Because maybe there's some things that people listening who are struggling yeah. could benefit from. She's like my big sister. So she was one of the first first one of the first people that um, I talked to and that found out about my eating disorder. Um, she was someone that went to the, went with me to the games every year. Um, she showed up with me the train every day she was she saw all of my bad days um and was always there for me no matter what crap she had going on she showed up for me every single day and like that is something that I look back on I'm like wow like she is truly an angel and honestly saved me so many times um but yeah she is literally an angel <laughs> well I think yeah. that's um a pretty yeah. important lesson for many people out there, which is, Hey, you know, mm -hmm. even if you can find one person that you can at least use as a sounding board, yeah. it can help to put things in perspective. I mean, I, I, um, you know, you and I have very different lives, obviously, but I very much relate to that whole, a lot of pressure on yourself. You know, you're always trying to push yeah. for something that's a little bit beyond, obviously not in the physical realm. I'm not in that kind of competitor's role, but professionally and otherwise that's, that's very much, like I, I feel you on that. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think a lot of us convince ourselves that we have to kind of carry that on our own. And that's heavy. I mean, that's, that's, it's cliche, but that's the heaviest thing you're going to have to carry, you know? So <laughs> yeah, finding absolutely. somebody like that is, uh, that's invaluable. So that's great that, you know, you had somebody there that could at least help you start to navigate that. That's, that's great. Exactly. Like this whole last year, she was there for me every single day. And she always knew like, when I was having a bad day or this or that, I would check in with me at night. Like just even when I had COVID so bad, she came over <laughs> that night. She came over to help me when I had COVID. Like just That's a, a true the friend. truest friend. Risking it. The truest I love it. friend. Yep. Yeah. Like she's an angel and yeah, she's amazing. And everyone needs a Tasia in their life for sure. So, yeah. you know, it, that's tremendous. I'm, I'm profoundly happy that you do. And I hope that relationship, you know, continues I'm, I'm curious to get back to you know this pressure that you were living under because it, it's just so f well funny is not the right word but for lack of a better word I'm gonna say funny it's <laughs> yeah. so funny because I can look at something and I see something incredible to be 
so amazingly proud of, but I have a feeling now based upon our conversation, you see it very different. So for example, yeah. I see your last three games finishes and I see somebody who's always been in the top 10 and has even been in the top five, two of those three years. I see that's incredible, but you probably see fourth, then the next year slid to fifth, and then the next year slid to ninth. So you probably see you going in a direction you don't want. I see an incredible, consistent (laughs) performance from somebody who is always in the top 10 and two out of three years in the top five. That's amazing. But you, is it safe to say, you look at that with a different lens? Yeah. Ninth last year crushed me. Absolutely crushed me. Like I... I'm so sad about it, but that's what I mean. It's like, I have no identity or I didn't have any identity outside of CrossFit. So it's like you go in and expect to get something and you have nothing else outside of it and you don't get that. And if you're already hard on yourself, like your world's over, like you have nothing, you know? So that's basically what happened to me. Like it absolutely crushed me. Yeah. Is it it some, oh, go ahead, boss. Well, I was just going to say, you know, I think it's really interesting because competition can obviously have a lot of really positive benefits for people. It can push you to challenge yourself. It can push you to try to, you know, strive for something greater. There's all sorts of good things that can be associated with that. But, you know, as you're illustrating here, if you fall too far into that world, it can be really difficult too. And on top of that, there can be a lot of ego from, you know, other different athletes or different people within the sport. There can be some negativity that that starts to develop around that too. And, you know, all of that kind of builds on itself. And so now that you've kind of identified that you have to be approaching this in a different way, like what what are you trying to do to navigate the situation a little bit differently or to reframe how you view yourself within it? And that's a big yeah. question, I know, but but I'm, I'm just kind of curious, like what, what are you thinking to try to, in essence, kind of regain some of yourself? Right. As far as CrossFit goes, I think the main thing right now is making it fun again. Because that's why we all started in the first place, right? Like, it's yeah. fun. Like, yep. it's a good way to stay in shape. Like, it's for your health. Um, whereas, like, at the games this past year and even the year before, like, I didn't have fun at all. Like, the whole weekend, I looked back and I was like, I was fighting so many of my own demons. But I'm like, I genuinely, like, don't even remember what happened because I was just fighting in my head the whole time. It was just, like, miserable that I couldn't even look around and see what was going mm. on or even enjoy it because I'm just mm. like just in my own world, just fighting my own demons. So it's like, I couldn't, you know, just couldn't do it. So that's the thing is like, if I want to be better and do better, like I genuinely have to get back to that, like 2016, 2017, 2018 Haley. I was like, I love this. Like, and I do believe that's when I compete the best is when I am happy and I'm enjoying it. Um, so just to get back to that and make it fun and realize that I, I get to do this and that I'm, you know, I was gifted and I should use that, but also make it fun. So I'm starting with that first. Uh, I yeah. love that. <clears throat> I think yeah. that's a solid bedrock to build off of. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and one, I, and I'll pause there for a second too. I think that's often overlooked. I think that once people engage with something, this could be anything. And, you know, like a lot of people don't know this, but I had a background in music. I studied music um, in university. I wanted to be a symphony player at one point. And along with that comes a lot of practice, a lot of grind, a lot of, you know, like really kind of lonely work, to be honest. And um, I think when you get invested in something to a level that's beyond just casual, 
it's easy to convince yourself that fun shouldn't be a part of the equation because that's simplistic. That's not really important. I want to be a professional, etc. And so I think that's one of the first things that people believe that they can cut away with no ill impact. And later on, you learn through some hard knocks that like, you know what, actually, that was critical to keeping my head yeah. in the game. That was critical to surrounding myself with people that are in alignment with the fun that I'm having with this. Um, and, and so I think it's really important for people to understand that like, that's not just a throwaway. Oh, it's fun. Why is that important? It's like, no, that's absolutely critical to so many things in life. And, and when that all goes yeah. away, man, it's, it's, it's tough, you know? Right. And I feel like I would just kind of try to isolate myself and just like crush mm -hmm. myself by like doing so much like training and like it was nonstop and just like learning that you don't have to like, it doesn't have to be some crazy killer workout like to right. get yep. better, you know, like I was like, Oh, that's not hard enough. I'm not doing that. Like, or I'm, I would just kill myself every single day. I'm just like, that's just not how it has to be, you know? So and I'm you, trying to you might learn be, a better approach. Yeah. Well, you might be answering right now the question I was going to ask, which is you said a, a key element is going to be to make it fun again, but how do you do that? And maybe, maybe that's how you do it. You realize that a training session can be useful mm -hmm. at, you know, oh, at I, high I know intensity, answer, at moderate intensity, at low intensity. <laughs> you know, Adrian and I have spoken about this before where you can have a workout in and of itself be a test, meaning I didn't beat my last Helen time. I didn't beat my last 5K. Today was a time trial. Well, that's a 5K as a testing day. Well, I can have a 5K yeah. just as a training day where I'm just going to go out at 70%, not get anywhere near my time trial time. And that's okay. That's a, a lower pressure, wonderful right. day that moves the needle forward. Yeah. That's why I've been hopping on, hopping in on um, some classes and just kind of feeling off like what I want to do that day. Like, do I want to spend it? Do I just want to like move today and just truly trying to listen to what I want to do right now? Good for you. Because I do have a lot of time, but just, I feel like that's how I start. Um, and obviously there's like a lot of other things too, but inside the gym, that's how I've started. Yeah, I think we all know the answer, yeah. Pat. It's no more running, no more heavy weights. <laughs> that's what that's what makes it fun. I think. You know, no, I like to run. I like to run. Like, I would yeah. agree with you, but I can't. That's uh, there's no there's no way. That's like, it's it's amazing the the pressure that yeah. that competitors put on themselves, and again, that's why they're great. I mean, I had a workout today <clears throat> that had six sets of uh, fifty air squats in it, and even in set one. I broke it up because I wasn't happy with the like the um, the uh, podcast I was listening to. Just let the clock run for like thirty seconds, mess with my phone, like and whoop de do. So I'm like, and yeah. but I wasn't I wasn't there many years ago in CrossFit. That would have that would have actually affected me in a really yeah. big way. That I went and messed with my phone for thirty seconds. That the workout would have been a disaster. And I yeah. finally got into a place where I'm like the other five sets of 50 air squats were fine. Okay. So I fiddled around during <laughs> one out of six sets. Whoop-de-doo. Yeah. Like I'm going to be fit and fine and all that stuff for, for somebody like yourself, it, you know, the pressure is a real thing. The performance is a real thing. The expectation of yourself is a real thing. It could, you know, it could at times not be helpful to have some, um, you know, idiots like myself back when I was doing, you know, 
media specifically about games athletes and their performances and who's going to do good and who's going to do bad. When, <laughs> when you were in that world, did you just have to tune all of that stuff out or did you actually feel some compulsion to watch it and then it negatively affected you? Um, when I was younger, I actually liked to watch it. Like I, I like to watch CrossFit and all the new stuff and look at the articles and this and that. But I can kind of look back and see kind of when that became negative for me. Like now I don't like to look at anything. Like I try not to read or watch CrossFit mm-hmm. or um, just because it really affects me negatively. Um, but back then when all that was going on, I, I used to love to watch it. But again, that just kind of shows like the timeline of when things started to like turn. And um, yeah, I just try to stay away from it now. Hoping I can get back to a place where I can. But for now, I just I haven't in the last few years. And what role, if any, did social media play in this? I mean, you've got over half a million followers on Instagram. And again, I don't know what that feels like, but Instagram is an interesting environment where most people don't post their epic failures when they just punch one into (laughs) the stands (laughs) and they look look unathletic and out of shape and terrible. It's perfect lighting with chiseled abs and look at my PR and all of this stuff, yeah. and you know, there. To what to what degree, you know, was is that kind of factored into the equation of what was affecting you? Yeah. So, like again, when I started, I started pretty fast, and you know, started gaining a following. So I feel like I've kind of grown up, like in that CrossFit spotlight. Um, so I feel like I've always kind of had eyes on me and people mm-hmm. watching me grow up and um, get bigger or whatever people want to call it, but. I mean, it's, it's definitely been really hard on me. Um, I'm very thankful for the platform that I have, but I feel like everyone always wants what they don't have. And sometimes I wish Mm. like social media just wasn't a thing because it can be so toxic, especially for young girls. Um, and just like everyone wants to look a certain way and you're right. Like everyone makes it look like their life is perfect or I mean I'm guilty of it too like if you look at my Instagram you would have never probably guessed like oh like she's going through all of that Mm -hmm. um but we're always taught like just to look a certain way or or that's what it looks like on social media and um I definitely think it can be a really bad place uh and I, I do think it's played a lot into how I feel because I feel so much pressure and you see bad comments about yourself or like everyone just always has something to say and I know that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Do you make the post and walk away or do you read the comments? Um, I'm guilty of reading the comments just because, again, I am I get so hard on myself. So apparently sometimes I feel like me reading them helps, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't. I should not. Um, and I've gotten better about it. But yeah, it just people are mean, bottom line. And they again, they always have something to say, whether it's good or bad. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely is played a little bit of a negative role and I'm trying to work on that now like changing the way my social media is like make it more real authentic doesn't have to be a perfect picture like that's just something I'm working on and also just like not comparing myself to like what someone else looks like or what they're doing because oh yeah like social media is fake you know yeah, that's a that's a very important yeah. realization. I think it's very easy for all of us to convince ourselves that that's mm-hmm. a reflection of real life. And you really have to be disciplined, in my opinion, every time you open that app to tell yourself, you're like, you know what? No, this isn't real life. This is this is a bunch of fake little yeah. snippets strung together. And my brain mm-hmm. is telling me that it's real, but this is not real. 
And yeah, it's, it's hard because, you know, the, the mind is not wired that way. And, and, you know, unfortunately, I think the companies that build those platforms, they know that and they're trying oh, to exploit yeah. that to some degree. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the name For of the sure. game, right? The and, algorithm you know, does, does yeah. its job. <laughs> I'll say one <laughs> yeah. more thing on that too, where, um, you know, I, I think everybody's wired this way to a certain extent where you could have a hundred comments that say, Haley, you're great. We love you. We all think that you are like the best thing ever. And then there's one in there. There's, there's one, one idiot yeah. that just has something bad to say and mm -hmm. your brain gets stuck on that and it discounts the dozens of other positive yeah. supportive messages you have. Yeah. And it's, it's like, there's no way around that, unfortunately. So it's, um, yeah. that's a really tough and you, one. And you hold on to that one bad one and you're right. like, well, this person yep. said this. So yeah, no, I'm very guilty of that too. Very guilty of that. It's funny. I don't have anywhere near the, um, following you do on social media because I don't have anywhere near the accolades or credentials, <laughs> but, but I was in a bad social media place for a while. And a couple of years ago, I think I, I reduced the number of people I'm following to, I think 10. Oh, wow. And that's it. Like I, I like, and I, I sent a bunch of like text messages to friends like, Hey, just, so you know, I'm going to unfollow you. It's not that we're not friends. I'm making an, an, elect <laughs> an, an electronic decision yep. of my phone because I don't know. I just want my feed and, and, when something pops up in my, it's funny, as much as CrossFit is a part of my life, if something pops up in my regular feed, that's CrossFit or something related to that, you can usually tap on something that says, show you less of this. I hit show oh. me less of this all the time. And then mm. slowly, little by little, it's filled with more like, I don't know, national parks or like just like more, <laughs> more calming things or the actual, you know, my family members and things like that. And if I'm curious yeah. as to what's going on in a friend of mine's life, I'll call or text them. And say, hey, and yeah. they'll say, did you see it on Instagram? And I'll say, no, I did not. And we'll still be friends and it yeah. will still be okay. You know, so it's, I, it's, I did it's that interesting. Because um, I'm, I'm a young person. I spend a lot of time on social media. <laughs> but like, I got to that point too, where it's like, I really just, I want to see like my friends and family stuff. But I was also following like a lot of competitors that I'm not really like mm -hmm. friends with or just sure. other random people. And I'm like, I really... I just don't want to, I just want to see like my friends and family. Like, so I, I do that too. I used to follow like six or 700 people and now I follow like 200, mm -hmm. but it's like people I want to see and like keep up with. And it's random people like singers and actors and yeah. Yeah. I follow, um, one account that's just like pure comedy. So that just fills my feed with something <laughs> yeah. funny. And it's like, it's like one yeah. of my favorite, it's, it's more useful to my life than my family members that I follow. Cause it makes me you know, like, you know, laugh and smile. Yeah. I, see those, I see those other knuckleheads all the time. So yeah, that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's, I think a very, very good call. I think I told you, you know, as I'm a, a father to a very young daughter and it seems like every year social media becomes more of a trap, more addictive, yeah. more whatever it happens to be. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, she's many, many years away from getting a phone, but I can't even imagine what the landscape will look like at that point in time. It scares the heck out yeah. of me, quite frankly. And our boys who are 13 and 11, they're just, we were one of like the slower families to give our kids a cell phone, you know? And so most of their friends had phones for years and we drug our feet and drug our feet because you know, working in this landscape, I know yeah. what it can do and the pressures that come with it and the comparison and all this stuff. And they've each had phones now for about a year. And, you know, even with me trying to 
educate them as to good decisions and, hey, you shouldn't let that get to you or don't worry about what that other person's yep. doing. It's tough. It's like a drug. It's like a real world drug that creeps into your yeah. brain and breaking free of it is no joke. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I, it's, it's really hard and I can't imagine. Hopefully it make a turn for better. But if it keeps at this pace, like I can't imagine what it's going to be like in five, 10 years. No, it'd be, it'd be shocking. So, you know, you mentioned what was going on between years, the, the pressure, the, the, why that happened. And I can follow the trail of breadcrumbs as to why that, you know, why that manifested itself. And I think mm -hmm. it's probably happening in far more athletes that just haven't quite been vocal about it. Oh, but absolutely. The, the other side that you mentioned as well was the eating disorder, which Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if everybody is or isn't dealing with that. I think the other pressure you mentioned is probably yeah. far more common. What what happened with your eating? And was this something which was a a recent negative change? Or is this even like back in the old gymnastics days? Yeah, so I feel like my whole life, I've kind of always had struggles with food. Like, again, I, when I started CrossFit, I started counting my macros and weighing my food as a freshman in high school, which it's mm. like, in my humble opinion, it's, that's not okay. Um, I, like, I'm with you're you still on that a one. Child. You're still a yep. child. Like, I'm literally weighing out my chicken and taking it to school. Like, yeah. I look back at that and I'm like, that's kind of where a problem started. Like, I wish I had someone back then tell me, like, that's not okay. Like, you should just eat like you're 14 years old. Like, mm -hmm. but I didn't. So that's kind of where it started. Um. I was okay for, well, I continued doing that for like three years. And then I'd say, honestly, when I got into the individual women's division and I did start to be a little bit hard on myself, like things started escalating a little bit. And I found like new ways in private to, you know, harm myself. And mm. I started to really, really struggle um, in 2020. And honestly, I, I probably should have gotten help then. But I did not. Um, and I just kind of like kept in silence because I never wanted anyone to worry about me or think that anything was wrong with me. Actually had an instance at the 2020 games when I got really sick. Um, I knew what I had done to myself, but I never wanted to admit that to myself or anyone else. Like I had a really, really bad stomach issue, like blood, like TMI, oh, but like, man, like, yeah, straight blood. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, and Tasia yeah. didn't know about this or anything. Oh, well, when, as it was going, like, she, she didn't know about it then, but like, right, we right. had the doctors there. Yeah. Like, I thought I was going to have to pull out, but I knew I had done something to myself. Um, and then it just continued to get worse. Uh, 2020, I always get like really, really small like in season, I'm sure everyone's noticed, but I just, I kept obsessing over how much I weighed or just everything. Like I honestly, I look back at it and I'm like, I couldn't get over the fact that I wanted to be small and skinny and over to help me be the best athlete. Like I, I could never get over it. Um, and it did get to a point where my health was like in jeopardy. Like my hair was kind of falling yes. out. It was always wow. cold and I look back and I'm like, I genuinely do not know how I made it through the last three years, like the way I did, because what I was doing to myself and my body was like, it's, it generally is like a mental illness. Like you can't, you can't 
just stop or get out mm-hmm. of it. Like it's in your head, you're fighting it. Like I remember the semifinals um, in 2021, the the day before um, I like did that cool snatch. I, I remember I woke up that morning and I weighed myself and I weighed too much than what I wanted to do. So I, I knew I was going to have to eat in front of people later. So I didn't eat that whole like half the day. Um, basically, so basically just starving myself the day before competition and then just like, wow. go PR the next day. That's what I mean. You never know what's going on behind the scenes. And yeah, it, it's just crazy. And I'm okay to talk about it now, but yeah, I, it's crazy. Wait, now, I mean, yeah. I, I can't imagine just how difficult that must've been to be able to allow yourself as somebody who's hard on yourself. You're a self-starter. You're super disciplined. You're all in on this thing. Like you said, you know, that's, that's how you operate. You're all in. Um, when you finally got to a point where you could open up about this, you know, does it feel like a relief now? Like, what is that like to, to be more open about this? Mm. Um, does it give you hope that you can, you can manage it? Like, what, what does that feel like? Yeah. Well, I mean, like when I first, I didn't exactly just like come out about it when I first started to tell people around me, like Tasia and someone that's really close to me at the gym, but I ended up like. I went to the doctor cause I was like having some like health problems that I was kind of concerned about. And like, obviously the, the doctor knew. So Intasia mm-hmm. went to the doctor with me. So it was just kind of like, Oh, well here. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. I can explain. So that's kind of how it happened. Um, and then I obviously fought in silence with a few people knowing, and then it just escalated sure. throughout the years. Um, or this whole last year really escalated. Um, but now I feel like now that the world knows, it's like I can, I'm, I feel like I'm holding myself accountable. Like I want to get help and I want to get better because like, I don't want to live my life like this. So just like when the world knows, it's like, I have to get better, you know, like I want to get better and I have people that want to see me get better. And so, how do you yeah, do that? Because of, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, of course, of course, because yeah. I have to assume as freeing as it may feel to vocalize and let people know, and, you know, just sometimes holding that weight of a secret must be exhausting. Mm-hmm. And so now when it's out, that's good. But like you said, it's, it's a real mental grip that it has on you that I can't, I have to assume that you're not just like, Oh, well, now that everyone knows tomorrow I'll be eating normal and life's great. You know, like how, yeah, what's, no. what's the actual journey to, to steer your ship now in a positive direction with your relationship with food right. and your management of it and all that. What does it look like? Right. Well, step one was to get professional help. Um, obviously you can't just be like, Oh, I'm just going to eat and everything's going to be fine. Blah, blah, blah. So right. getting professional help. Um, and also just like controlling my environments, like trying to, you know, be in a better spot with food and just like understand the way that I am and like why I did the things I am like back to like being so hard on myself. I think I kind of figured out like almost would punish myself in different ways. Like, and think I would do something good about it. Like not eating enough or, you know, working out all day. Like I almost think it was a way to punish myself. So trying to step back a little bit from the gym right now and like, just see if that kind of changes anything. Um, I just like finding the root causes of, why I do the things I do or why I was the way I was is kind of like where we're at. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. one one of those two things would be a heck of a burden to live under, meaning just the mental pressure of never being good enough, always judging mm-hmm. myself by the leaderboard, working out's not fun anymore. This feels like a job. If if you were just living under that and had and everything with food was great, that would be terrible and a lot to walk around with. Yeah. But to have that, I mean, because all of your day is basically either training or eating. Yeah. I mean, or right. sleeping. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's about it. So you <laughs> yeah. hyper-focused. The, yeah, yeah the, the major parts yeah. of your day, both of them were this stressful yeah. burden of anxiety and, yeah. and holy, I mean, it's actually, and of course, the rest and the fuel that you're giving yourself is mission critical to those performances that you weigh so heavily and judge yourself so harshly on. It's yeah. actually quite amazing what you were able to achieve, not really fueling yourself in an ideal fashion. I mean, yeah. you know, you, yeah. so I would still think that you have, you achieved amazing results. I would still think if you so desire, if you're in a good space in the future that you want to throw yourself into a competitive environment in the future, and now you do it in a way that training has a, a larger sense of enjoyment to you, and you're right. in a great place with, with food, wow, I mean, who knows what you're capable of? Because I'm looking at what you did under those conditions is amazing, really. So my mm-hmm. hat's off to you. Yeah, that's, I definitely want to get there um, for next year, like to be in a really good spot and just have fun and be healthy. And I I think that would honestly be the best athlete that I could be. Like, even if I don't even work like as hard, I was not working smart. So I will be working hard, but not like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think that would be the best, Haley as a competitor that there could be like if I put all those puzzle pieces together and obviously like I think people probably think I'm just like taking me off but like I'm actually working really hard in ways of like to get better like mentally right. and obviously there's some physical yeah. goals too but mentally like I'm freaking hard well I think you know a couple things on that number one People sometimes, I believe, can fall into this really simplistic mindset when they talk about hard work. And it's like, you know, if if hard work just becomes toil, there's nothing really productive about that. And I think it's an easy way out for a lot of people that have that kind of all or nothing mindset where they're like, well, I'll just continue to toil. And that will (laughs) basically allow me to check the box mentally that I'm, quote, working hard, but I'm not actually working hard at the things that I need to be addressing. And on some level... I think people know that you know, like like eventually you have to look in the mirror so to speak and say okay I'm I'm working hard but is it is it actually useful for what I'm saying I want to do so that that's right. interesting that you bring that up and you know also I think that um I mean look we we said earlier you're you're 22 I mean you're so young and that's not just you know Pat and I being old guys saying that it's uh I think it's true for most of us that we think that the only opportunity in life is the one that I'm looking at right now. And if I, if I take it, my foot off the gas pedal for mm-hmm. a second, that's it. I'm not going to ever be able to do anything cool ever again. And that's <laughs> such a lie that yeah. our brains tell us, you know what I mean? It's like, man, think about all of the things that are possible six months from now, a year from now, two years, 10 years from now. There are so many opportunities that are com- going to come by that, you know, a year in the scheme of things, that's nothing. There's, there's absolutely right. no issue with, uh, with taking that time, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, people get yeah. so wrapped up in that. I think it's hard to extract yourself from it at times. So, 
Yeah, looking looking back now, one of my toxic traits is <laughs> wanting to be like the hardest worker in the room. So if these people are doing two workouts, guess what? I'm gonna go do four. <laughs> you can ask <laughs> anyone at Mayhem. Like I was over the top, like training all <laughs> day long. And, like and over the top of Mayhem day. is uh I mean right. it's not like anybody oh. there's a slacker, you know? <laughs> no, Rich would literally be like, Healy, what are you doing? Like you need to stop. Like that's enough. I'm like I have anxiety like I can't because almost I feel like working out was like my safe space because as soon as I stop sure. like that's when like and you go home at night that's when all like the thoughts come and just like mm-hmm, you can't escape mm-hmm. it so working out for me was just like I think my escape which makes sense now but I worked out way way too much and not eating enough so it's just like I don't know how I made it this far honestly yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, if getting to the place that you want to be with both food and training is, I don't know, I'm going to throw an arbitrary number out there. It's a hundred steps to get there, let's say. Where do you feel that you are in in the journey? You know, I, I don't know how long before you let the world know this is going on. You know, yeah. have you been working on this for quite some time? Or are you on what you feel is like step number two with 98 remaining? Well, honestly, like, I was totally planning on competing until like middle January, early February. Um, so up until December, like I was, I mean, honestly, I'm always struggling, but I was like, just kind of, you know, managing it, like just skim through the days, like whatever. And then I just kind of like hit a really, really bad like spot. Like I was for two months, I was really, really going, like going through it. And I had to like, really take a step back and be like this is not this is not okay like I can't continue to live like this like my family was worried like everyone around me and but thankfully that they were all there for me during that time but I thought I was going to be competing up until the new year so oh wow okay it's I'm still pretty early in like the like healing process and getting there but we're definitely taking steps in the right direction so I'm not really sure because I don't know like how long it's going to take or Fair you know, enough. how many steps it is. So yeah, yeah, yep. I, that's what's crazy is I genuinely had like no idea up until like close to February. Well, I think that's uh, that's an important thing to note too, is that again, if you're the type of personality, not, not saying you are, but if one is where they're hardworking, they're disciplined, a lot of times they have a plan already predetermined and they're going to say, okay, well, this is the plan I'm going to do to quote, get better. And I think even just the step of saying, Hey, I'm going to take it as it comes. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that end state looks like. I mean, I think that's a really, really good sign. So yeah, Yeah. for what it's worth, I think having that willingness to be open-ended about it is really important. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's definitely not been easy. The farthest from sure. it, actually, but it's definitely worth it. And I, as soon as I like announced it, I felt like a thousand pounds was lifted off my shoulders, and I'm like, okay, like we can get better now. Like we can, we can do it now. You know. Good for you. And don't. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And I hope I hope you don't feel any pressure. Like, you know, you're you have a a public facing persona of just who yeah. you are and the career that you've built, but it's also okay to have a private life as well. So it seems mm-hmm. like these days everyone yeah. feels, well, I have to keep everyone up to date on social media. And I know that's probably a mm-hmm. bit um, um, hypocritical for me to say, because here we are on a huge stage telling everyone your story. So like, I get that, yeah. but wh- whatever you decide to share or not share or where your line is, 
Well, that's your line. And who cares? Right. And the social media followers can just not see any posts for a while. That's okay. Like, yep. Do whatever right. you need to do to get yourself back to the place that you deserve to be, you know, and that would be yeah. um, my recommendation. That's, that's definitely where I'm at too. But also like, I do want to be vulnerable in the things that I do share and transparent because I want to be, I told myself throughout all of this, that if I can just help one, one person, then that's enough. But I just want to be the girl that I needed when I was 14 mm. and 15. Um, so that's really my goal out of all of this too. Yeah. Well, right on. Yeah. What would yeah. be you? Oh, go ahead, boss. Well, I was going to say, I just was going to turn the conversation a little bit and, and, you know, you mentioned mm -hmm. fun and you mentioned you've been jumping back yeah. into kind of group classes and things like that. And, you know, one of the things I was curious about was, you know, being involved in CrossFit for a long time. One of the best parts about it, in my opinion, is the community, right? You can go anywhere mm -hmm. in the world. You can jump in. You've got community kind of built in. It's awesome. Um, when you have a big stage like yourself, you know, there's lots of other opportunities that come your way as far as doing things with your fitness. And, you know, I know Mayhem is involved in a lot of charity uh, initiatives, things like that. Mm -hmm. And so my question was, you know, like, what is one of the favorite or most fun non-competitive CrossFit things that you've had the opportunity to do? Um, if if you have one offhand. Hmm. Or just any like, I don't know. I, and I don't mean to put you on the spot with that either, but uh, you know, I just kind of What are you talking about? I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I don't know. That's what I mean. I just blur out all of the year. I don't know, actually. That's kind of sad. I should be able to know, but I don't. I mean, okay. I've gotten to travel like a lot of cool places, but it's always to like compete or do something. Sure. Well, now know. you'll get to now you'll get that. to actually just enjoy it and go for a fun run yeah. in some beautiful place just to go for a fun run. And that's that. Yeah. That's definitely what I do this year is travel more. I think that's a that's a great yeah. one. Well, you know, yeah. I fully you know, obviously support your goal of trying to be vulnerable and open and authentic to help people who might be mm -hmm. very much relating to something that you've expressed in one way, shape, or form. So what would be your final uh, I guess advice or recommendation if there is somebody out there dealing with something like you've mentioned, what would have been the advice you wish you would have received a few years ago? What would you tell them now? How do they start getting on a better path? I kind of have like two answers to that because I don't always feel like, I feel like we're just kind of taught certain things and we see things and then we fall into that trap and then we're just kind of stuck. But like, the advice I could give to other people, maybe just speaking from experience would like talking about our younger athletes would be like, I think we have a responsibility to look out for our younger athletes um, and just make sure that they're okay and check in on with them. If you're a coach or you see something, say something. Um, I just feel like we, we owe that to our younger generation, especially the way that, they're having to grow up and like what we're talking about social media and just how mm. toxic and scary things can be just, just to really try, try to be there for them. Um, if you have a young athlete or, you know, again, see someone struggling, just, just try to be there for them. And, you know, if you see something again, say something. And then to myself or anyone younger that's listening, um, I would say to always remember why you do it and have fun. Um, and don't forget who you are. 
um yeah and just just truly try to enjoy it and have a identity outside of crossfit and honestly i think that's not it that's great advice by the way yeah thank you yeah great advice well thank you thank you very very much sincerely for being open yeah. to sharing your story i think it's going to resonate with a lot of people well i'm very glad that i got to share a little bit of it because i do think it will help some people so yeah well, i think so too yeah. yeah we really appreciate you uh taking the time to sit down with us and um yeah i think it's uh it's not easy to um be vulnerable like that and to step people through some of your processes but we really appreciate it so thank you yeah of course thank you guys yeah and we'll be following you throughout the season and hey <laughs> there's there's no pressure take take the time that you need to do it do it right you know you, you're worth it you got yeah. one life one brain one everything so uh, make it count so as as always you know like we say at the end of all these shows if you've if you've been dealing with something struggling with something what Haley has been speaking about really resonated with you you know find this episode on the btwb youtube channel post your thoughts in the comments share what you have experienced maybe you've got some other tips and tricks to help people out make things fun again have a good relationship with food and if you've got other ideas topics things like that that you'd like to see adrian and i discuss please post them there we we read the comments there as well we appreciate your support for Adrian Bosman and Haley Adams. I'm Pat Sherwood, and we'll see you next time.